1: new shows every day find us at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from
0: Hello! Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome! Details with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr. It's great to be with you. September, almost over. Wow, that was quick. Which means school's in full swing. Seasons are changing in a good way. It's not too far into the wintry coldness of it yet. I really like September and October. I don't mind. I like the changing of the seasons as much as I complain. I do like the changing of the seasons. And I'm glad I live in a place where that gets to happen. And uh, appreciate all kinds of weather. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, school's back in full swing. And the hockey season's up and running. Mm. at least the exhibition season. And uh, fighting's not over, folks. Fighting's not out of the game because I see lots and lots of fights. At least it seems that way. And uh, exhibition so far, there's only been a few games. And what? What are we going to talk about here? You know what? Okay, so first of all, thanks to Mike Cornell. Mike Cornelli They call him Grinnelly like John Tonelli. And uh, we'll be at the Chicklets Cup October 5th in Buffalo, New York. If you're in the area, check it out. If you, I don't think there's any room left, but there's a roller hockey uh, tourney there and a, and a ball hockey. From my side, we all talk about the ball hockey and the big deal selects, and that's the one Biz plays in. But there is an, a roller hockey side that's really entertaining, competitive, and you can follow that all along on the Chicklets Cup as well. Uh, Over the last couple of years, they've had some awesome players. And uh, anyway, it's a good time. Uh, I'm going to start today with some music because I get a lot of people that inquire about music, my music choices. And uh, good, bad and ugly. But, you know, I don't really talk about it that much. I mean, music is as much a part of my life as hockey, if you can believe it. Uh, And I probably spend more time absorbing music I'll get up in the morning uh, because I've got a, you know, I but not I got to. I, I like to get up, have a coffee, drive, drive. I drive Penny Lane, so we get up at about six ten or six fifteen. I might sleep another half hour. If not, I'll get up, throw on some coffee, and I'll just start right with it. Whatever podcast from the night before, I'll uh, change it up. Listen to all kinds. You know the obvious chicklets. Uh, you know back and forth they go overdrive. We're uh, Ryan Rashog, uh, Jeff Merrick, Elliot Friedman. I pretty much go down TSN Sportsnet. I do chicklets, and then I, I I might veer off and and do like the Cam and Strick or Missing Curfew or just to you know kind of hit on everything. I I know I can't listen to all of those all the time, um, but. Just to keep myself in the loop and I try to listen. The same thing with, with, with politics or with news I get. I try to pepper every channel in uh, just to get a perspective from all different sides, right? That's just my quirky mind, the way I do it. So in the mornings, I'll usually catch up on sports. And uh, I always listen to Stephen A. Smith and their take on football and basketball and uh, and company. At ESPN. Uh, but after that, honestly, I usually wind. So if I'm going to do something like this today, so right in, in between my sports coverage, and then I'll clean the house a little bit, and I'll, I'll listen to an album. Okay, so I always tidy up, and by that time, I'm listening to an album. And as the day goes on, you know, I drive around, and if my podcasting has been done, I'll leave myself Maybe a an interview, like a podcast, like like an interview. You know, uh, I don't know if it's again all all sides. I'll, I'll listen to all kinds of different stuff. Like something on history, maybe there's one history one hundred and one now, um, talking about the the emergence of coffee during the scientific revolution, uh, the Renaissance, and how it had a huge impact on the Western world. Uh, uh, I'm listening to that, and I'll, I'll may listen to that two or three days a week. Uh, there's another one, like murder mystery type of thing, a question and answer, just like interview type. Uh, there's all kinds of those. So that's generally how I go through my days. But not that you asked, but as the day goes on, the podcasts are. are viewer, and because I know at night I'm going to catch up on sports, and the music pretty much becomes my afternoon, right? So I'll pick an album or usually an album, because I like to, there's for me it's not only a reminder of past times, like nostalgia or an appreciation for history and the historical element for the album I might be listening to, but it's as much a test in patience because it's just so easy to, you know, skip, skip, skip to the next song. Whether you, you know, that, that could be done with CDs or whether you got, you know, your phone you're, you're out, whatever you're doing. You know, it's just so easy. So I like to often, that's why I drive around. People laugh. I got my 60 CD case of, of CDs. 60 CD case of CDs. I got a bunch of cases at home. They carry 60 each. So I just change it up week by week. Hop one in. Sometimes I don't even look at what one I'm popping in. And you know, I'll go from there, and I'll just listen to the album because often I'll catch something I missed, or it really does take you to a time and place. And it's a test in patience, like I said. Why I don't need to listen to, I don't know, Gold on the Ceiling, um, the five hundredth time. You know what I mean, the Black Keys. I don't need to listen to my favorite 60s playlist for a millionth time. It, you know, I, I can. It'll put me in a good vibe if I'm on the way to something I need to do, maybe. If I'm on the way to a motivational speech or a big game or something like that, okay, I'll put on my dressing room playlist or maybe some ACDC, uh, you know, maybe some NWA, whatever it is that pumps me up. But other than that, I spend my day trying to absorb stuff that, I, that reintroduce myself to things that came... You know that I might have grown up with, or or that fascinate me, or something completely new, right? And that will be, you know, usually once every week or two, I might look, I might skim through the top forty or this today's version of that on Spotify, whatever it is, or new albums that come out, right? I'll read Rolling Stone and see, and then give something a chance, right? And if uh, if it works, I have a new band I'm into or or artist or whatever. So, today it was. God, I got a long way to explain things, don't I? But today it was an album called "The Age of Plastic." Okay, and it's one of my favorites, and I don't think I ever talk about it. And it's it's off. It's off the board. You'd expect me to say. I mean, I don't know. I hope. I, I think I talk about a lot of different genres on here, but. If I was to talk about pop music or classic rock, this this is like new wave-ish with a classic rock kind of influence. I don't know, futuristic influence. But I would normally talk, you know, I I find myself gravitating towards like the great, not only the great albums, they're by the great bands like Bob Dylan or or Rolling Stones or Beatles, The Who, Low Hanging Fruit. Uh, And although I love that, and I think I'm introducing things When I talk about it to even casual rock fans who might have known those artists already, I I, I do it because often, you know, I might reintroduce something to you or, you know, give you some new fact that you didn't know about the stones and you thought you did. But I often find I gravitate there to common stuff. Now, the age of plastic has a song called video killed the radio star. Okay. And I am thinking most people that are listening to this have heard it. It's intriguing in a lot of ways. It came out in 1980, first of all, and it only went to number 40. So back when the top 40 was the top 40 and there was a way to calculate that. And it was mostly to do with sales and by extension, then airplay. Um, it was a real indicator of what people were listening to, right so you might or you might not like top forty and say, you know it's all subjective, who cares like I'm into other stuff fair I know but and I would always be into other stuff as well, but it's a nice gauge of what's popular, you know it's it's a good signifier of what's big in pop culture at the time because at least in my experience, the songs don't even just represent the songs and the, the music at the time, they represent a lot of things that were happening. I I, I don't know. I'm, let's say Penny Lane and I just watched Back to the Future. She hadn't seen that. Well, I mean, it's a Huey Lewis soundtrack, obviously. The Power of Love is... Huey Lewis and the News were big. They just had Sports, I think, was the album they came up came out with. I'm going to say maybe Do You Believe in Love was on that. Um, Heart and Soul, The Heart of Rock and Roll, I Want a New Drug... I don't know if they were all on sports but anyway they were all huey lewis was huge uh and when did i i mean in in, in back to the future it, it happens in 1985 in the movie i'm gonna guess the movie was 86 or 87 though whatever it was right the release and everything you know there was the mcdonald's figurines there was huey lewis the power of love right that was the on the trailer and you heard that and there was a tie-in and then there's the, the, the album would be released and then the, the movie would be released. That wasn't every song that came on the radio. I'm just saying you could tie a lot of songs to a lot of different times. Even something like Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit in the 90s. That wasn't really on any soundtrack. I mean, I'm sure after that it might have been. But, I, you know, that, that, the release of that was just, wow, this is a new sound, right? But it was video. MTV would release a video. So even so, even though it might not be associated with a movie per se, there was definitely a a release of, I was going to say, it wasn't theatrical, but you were kind of waiting to see the video, right? There was something to see that went along with the sound, which brings us to the song I'm talking about. So video killed the radio. And I, I, I guess I'll point out, before MTV, right? Like, if you go now and look, there are Beatles videos, Elvis videos, you know, the Stones. You'll see all quote-unquote videos. Now, they were recorded, right? And The Beatles actually were the first to do it. They sent out Penny Lane, paper uh, paperback writer, and I think Rain. And there's, if you dig deep on the net, you'll see um, what's his name? Ed Sullivan is interviewing Like, the third or fourth time they were going to go back to Ed Sullivan, they said, hey, we don't we're too busy we don't have the time but here's our quote unquote videos right it kind of started that but still no one used the term and it wasn't around till people had started to incorporate it into rock ziggy stardust david bowie you know just to name a few kiss right so the, the the whole show was part of it and you could these would turn up on tv but you still had no way to see it there was no vhs wasn't around yet um and there was no channel until MTV, right? That, so that's why the launch of MTV was huge, but it was videos all day long, right? Um, I don't know, man, maybe 82, 83 or 84 it was around then. I was too young to realize what was happening, but young enough and, and old enough to absorb the, the feeling and to know, you know, okay, something's happening on the TV. Everybody's watching. Um, you know, right after Michael Jackson's Thriller happened, like, you know, this was... Videos exploded onto the scene with MTV. And then, you know, I remember, I don't even watch anymore. But, you know, it turned into like, I don't know, Big Brother and shit like that, was it? Or Real Real House, Real, Real, The Real Apartment? Or I can't remember. A lot of people know what I'm talking about. The 90s, uh, Living Real or, or uh, The Real. Anyway, it was the first of these Big Brother type shows. And it was on you know seemingly all the time and they started to lose their connection with the videos that started them but anyway anyway so first of all living in the plastic in a plastic age by the buggles is worth worth listening to the whole album is is about the consequences of modern technology right every and, and i mean it's so relevant now that's why like it didn't people should go back and just absorb these things because it's still really really relevant almost every word it's almost more relevant now than it was then they were real innovative to see this coming but now just think of the ai and the new movie the creator i mean people know you know they're they're in on all of this people now are very aware about the dangers of social media even though we still fucking absorb it like it's apple pie but Most people are aware. You might not agree with, you know, the direction of AI. You might not agree with, say, even like climate change or something. But we're all aware that those are part of the zeitgeists of of pop knowledge and and, and culture and, you know, things, you know, there are things just that are absorbed every day. I don't think then with the advent of of uh, MTV that a lot of people saw this coming. But first of all, just the words video killed the radio star. And it was the first song on MTV, the very first, which is real ironic. I don't know if they planned it that way. I don't think they did. The song had already been out. And that's what I mean. On, on the radio, it was number 40. It had a few iterations. And definitely when the video came out, it shot back up to popularity first video but it's saying something the first thing on the surface it's saying is video did kill the radio star in other words sex sells like brace yourselves because real shortly Tom Petty's not going to be as popular Ringo Starr won't be as popular but you're about to see Madonna, Britney Spears you know the Backstreet Boys I'm not you know that happened that's part of I'm not knocking all of that there was definitely some songwriting or or like Deep connection with the songwriting and, and creative process lost for sure, to the average music fan and 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 creator. But I'm not saying this in a negative way at all. I'm just saying he this was kind of the commentary from the band. Now the band, Trevor Horn, orchestrated a lot of it. and There was a guy Jeffrey Downs. Downs was in in, in owner. Yes, sorry, the band. Yes, who had owner of a lonely heart was their big hit. But they also, they were like a real, again, I was young for it, but I picture them, anybody a little bit older than me that would smoke weed or drop acid in the afternoon, like a hippie type of person, I think would appreciate, yes, for different reasons than, say, I would. I like Own it Over a Lonely Heart. It's a good song on classic rock radio. But they had other stuff. If you really dive in, like, like they had instrumental stuff like cinema. Uh, check that out. It's starts to be a little bit they were abstract like they were off the grid kind of thing so um that's yes and then they had uh he was also in Asia okay and they had heat of the moment was a big 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 song I'm gonna say number one but it was definitely top hand top 10 um and there was a guy Bruce Woolley okay so he was just an English session musician session session musician Which i believe just i'm no musician but just a professional that gets hired by lots of bands he's not tied to one band in particular but anyway he worked closely with the buggles so the buggles of course being trevor horn and jeffrey downs so the album is worth listening to but if we focus on the song i'll get back to it so video killed the radio star so that's what they're saying on the surface but if you dissect it then and look like the words i think are brilliant so some of it's coming from the future so this guy was connected with or i guess grew up with this girl who was a great musician right and he comes back and he comes from a place where they'd stolen he calls it her music like sampling sort of thing right or ai technology what's happening now in 2023 this is 19 1979-1980 um, and the words, just the words. They they took the credit for your second symphony, rewritten by machine of new technology, and now I understand the problems you can see. Oh oh uh, I met your children. Uh, oh, what did you tell them? Video killed the radio star. Right. So he's he's talking about how technology is going to happen, like AI and machines and sampling happened in the '80s. But people got creative with it. I mean, I love the beach, uh, The Be- Beastie Boys are my favorite and, and Run DMC. I liked them when they started the sample. They were my favorite examples of it. I was never against it. But on a level that it started the process to machinery and eventually now AI being a huge part of the process. AI is only recently, but that's basically what this guy's talking about. So I think it's brilliant writing back then. And they just saw, or Trevor Thorne mostly, saw that video was going to kill the radio star, yes. But in the lyrics of that song, he's talking to a woman who says, you know, I just came back. And they they rewrote all your music with a machine. And you're not getting any credit, right? So that's brilliant, first of all, and extremely insightful. Uh, But then some of the other words... I had to bring it up on my phone. I I know them. I just don't want to, you know, drag this on, trying to think. Uh, And now we meet in an abandoned studio. We hear the playback, and it seems so long ago. And you remember the jingles used to go. Oh, oh, right. You were the first one. You were the last one. Video killed the radio star. Video killed the radio star. In my mind and in my car, we can't rewind. We've gone too far right? Pitchers came and broke your, okay. Yeah. We can't rewind. We've gone too far. Pitchers came and broke your heart. Put all the blame on VCRs, right? So on top of all that, pitchers came and broke your heart. So this person listened to the radio so much, right? And you're getting your hopes up, I guess. I mean, Hey, it was awesome when we saw what Elvis looked like, right? Elvis sounded good. And boy, he was good to look at, right? Uh, I could say the same about lots of 60s artists. I mean, looks were always part of the equation, right? It just became huge with the videos and the popularity of them. But, I mean, I could go from, oh, God, I don't know, Dusty Springfield to Diana Ross, even Peggy Lee. I found, I, I don't know, a lot of them, that whole look. Oh, God, Marianne Faithful. Speaking about girls, because I'm talking about my... My view of it, but, you know, Paul McCartney, I'm sure, is, seems like a decent-looking guy. Ricky Nelson was a fucking heartthrob. It was always part of it, but, you know, you would often hear the radio first and never, you know, you wouldn't find out what someone would, I mean, I, I can't speak from experience, but, you know, think about it, the 50s or 60s, right? Um, So you would hear the song first. So in this case, right in my mind, in my car, we can't rewind, we've gone too far. Rewind was a new word. In his car, you would never be able to rewind. Now you could. A few years later, you could rewind the tape. But at that point, you couldn't. It'd be on the radio, right? It was like a movie. you go to see the movie. You couldn't rewind it until VCRs came along, right? Uh, pictures, but then pictures came and broke your heart. In other words, well, I know you're like, don't do me like that, but this is Tom Petty, not Elvis. This is what he looks like. I don't know if I'm picking on Tom Petty. I just don't consider him like a heartthrob kind of a guy. But, um, you know, here it is. This is who you, you know, I don't want to pick on people, but there's lots of musicians that are less than desirable to look at. Now here they are, right? All the blame on VCRs. VCRs was like almost futuristic in itself. That was just coming out. Uh, But anyway, then video killed the radio star. The, uh, it's not only the song the album the age of plastic it's from front to back it's futuristic it's those sound you can you can almost hear uh you know his voice is almost robotic in some of them including video Kill the radio star they're trying to use sounds that they thought would be futuristic and I think they succeeded again you' got to put yourself in this time that it actually came out 1970 or 1980 man. I mean, and even then, right? It was about punk, disco, classic rock, right? New Wave was just coming in thanks to, I don't know, bands like Blondie and Devo and I guess you could say Duran Duran, right? Yeah, they were rock and roll, but all of a sudden there was synthesizers. Even the Stones went that way with like Miss You, the Bee Gees kind of like people adapted, but New Wave was just starting. And the only futuristic stuff I know of was kind of Ziggy Stardust, David Bowie, I guess 1975, 76. The Kinks also had an... I mean, there were albums that speculated on the future, I guess. Who am I to say? Of course, there was lots. But I don't know if anything experimented with absorbing the future quite like... You know what? I'll correct myself. Craftwork, Craftwork. who are mostly instrumental a pre precursor to definitely to Daft punk I think they're probably the most similar but there if you listen to live at the age of plastic there are craft work to- overtones everywhere everywhere so but craft work again were at that time a little bit off the radar as well they were definitely weren't rock and roll it was dance underground kind of transy electronica that's a better way to put it but Anyway, this is just amazing. Um, I guess this album is like... There's, that's a good word for it. Like it's rock meets electronic uh, uh, in a futuristic... kind of... a futuristic setting. And it's not just the words that are futuristic. It's the sounds. It's still, I think, sounds ahead of its time. And it's still fucking relevant. Uh, so I think... It got overlooked. It, it's never on these lists of albums, like best albums ever. Uh, I pay attention <laughs> to all that stuff. But there was, there's a magazine uncut. I'll never forget it because I never see that album appreciated. And it had, a, a, I, I don't know where, but it was the only collection that I've ever seen that album, Age of Plastic, really appreciated. I think they had it at like number 23 of the 80s or something, which again is, Uh, I guess it's pretty high, but I, uh, I just always thought that it was way ahead of its time and way underappreciated. Uh, if you're like me, you like to relax and it's my meditation when I listen to that stuff. So if you need a break, if, 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 if meditation or putting your phone away, just breathing, reading a book, if that sort of thing gives you a bit of a mental break and works, um, to, to relieve some stress once in a while, check out The Buggles, The Age of Plastic, and listen to it front to back. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And my favorite on it, of course, is Video Killed the Radio Star.
1: We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, the crown is yours. Again, that's promo code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com/football/terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply.
0: So as I mentioned, uh, the Jason Greger show. I really enjoyed doing the Gregor show. Mm. Mondays and Thursdays at uh, three to five at least Edmonton time. Sometimes I'm on for an extra hour. And I think I might have mentioned that was one of the questions we had last week. We do we do five questions as well as interview some guests, and that was one of the questions: What's your favorite one-hit wonder ever? And my answers varied, but I'd forgotten it. The answer is Video Killed the Radio Star, and uh, I just uh, what what came to my mind. I wanted to be a little bit different off the off the. Uh, obvious away from the obvious so i picked steve forbert romeo's tune uh my favorite one hit wonder in canada like canadian hit jeremy fisher high school check that out jeremy fisher high school it's a great tune real real good tune like it's fucking unreal melody with unreal lyrics both give me goosebumps and to me when melody gets me first for sure Melody gets me first. But when they're matched by awesome lyrics, like really, that's not a match that happens a lot. Uh, other, There's lots of songs pop into my head, but I remember asking Jim Cuddy, what comes first, the melody or the lyrics? He's in Blue Rodeo. And because, again, Till I Am Myself Again, Jim wrote that. It got me on the, the melody got me first. The first time I heard that song, the first notes of that song, If you don't know what I'm talking about, check it out. Blue Rodeo, Till I Am Myself Again. Wow. It just opens with a burst. I knew within 20 seconds, within 10, but like, wow. The the song just, boom, comes at you, and it's everything I love. It's, It's awesome instruments that everybody's ear is different, but to mine are magical and tranquil. It's the melody. And then he starts with the lyrics, man. And they are just fantastic. Um, I got to read some of this out. Jim's a friend of mine now. And I told him, I said, like, you're a poet. Like, I could read this. It's one of the best melodies I've heard. I, I wasn't planning on talking about either one of these songs like just an hour ago. Uh, I wasn't planning on talking about Till I Am Myself Again just a minute ago. But I might as well. We're here talking about it. Listen to these words, man. I want to know where my confidence went. One day it all disappeared. And I'm lying in a hotel room miles away, voices next door in my ear. Where daytime's a drag, nighttime's worse. Hope that I can get home soon. But the half-finished bottles of inspiration lie like ghosts in my room. Jesus. Just, you can see them, right? Like the booze on the booze, hungover, doesn't know where to go. Clearly something's really bothering him. And he's down and out. Where I wanna go, I know I can't say, but I don't wanna run feeling this way. So I am myself again, till I am myself again. There's a seat on a corner. I keep every night, wait till the evening begins. I feel like a stranger from another world, but at least I'm living again. There are nights full of anger, words that are thrown, tempers that are shattered and thin. But the moments of magic are just too short. They're over before they begin. Jesus, what lyrics? Well, I know it's time, one big step. I can't go, I'm not ready yet, till I am myself again. I had a dream that my house was on fire. People laughed while it burned. Well, I tried to well, I tried to run, but my legs were numb. I had to wait till the feeling returned. Well, I don't need a doctor to figure it out. I know what's passing me by. When I look in the mirror, sometimes I see traces of some other guy. Where I want to go, I know I can't stay. I don't want to run feeling this way. Till I am myself again. Jesus, it gives me goosebumps. And if you still don't know and you haven't listened, please check that out. Um, it's Worth Your While, and by extension, the album uh, Casino, I believe that's on by Blue Rodeo. My favorite Blue Rodeo album is Outskirts, and it's not even on that. Um, yeah, just powerful. And those words have stayed with me. I just read them. I didn't want to fucking waste your time, but I know them. Uh, I just didn't want to have to search for them in my frontal lobe. Um. But uh, yeah, I mean, goosebumps, right? And, and the, here it is, the melody got me first. He could have been talking about fucking hockey. He could have been talking about... Actually, that would have probably... Been, he could have been, honestly, talking about nothing. It could have been mindless drivel. He could have been talking about Fast and Furious 8. If I listened to that melody... I would have liked it. When I heard the words and when I read them, I mean, tear to my eye. Uh, I remember um, studying that song in folklore. Um, I mean, it wasn't that songs, but we all could pick like an album and a song and like talk about it. And I just, yeah, I picked that song of, of all songs. Anyway, so I don't know where I was going with that, but, uh, uh, you know, creativity. I I wasn't going here, but before I move on to hockey, and I will in a second, Um, I just find without listening to the album or absorbing it in some way or at least watching it on YouTube at the very least watch the video on YouTube or another of the songs I meant, I just say to Penny Lane, if you like a song, watch the video, you know, you might as well, if you like a song, and I don't mean necessarily today, she'll, she'll catch up with today, all of that on her own. And that's great. But you know, if, well, because we listen to all kinds of stuff in the car. I, I don't try to steer towards everything I listen to, but I want to give her a well-rounded palette of information and knowledge because knowledge is power, to forge into her adulthood with, uh, with uh, you know, I know she'll catch up on everything relevant now, and we listen to that, you know, twenty percent of the time. I got a playlist made for her that I started when she was one, not even, just always going on in the background. And for every Megan Trainer or um, Katy Perry song you know taylor swift then i'll offset it with a diana ross song or a uh, bob dylan song or or an eagles you know and, and just back and forth and i have always done that and i tell her you know if, if we're listening to these songs in the car and you like them like you know you like pat benatar why don't you check it out on youtube just at least then you can because eventually not every video is relevant or matters or or anything but Eventually, you get an idea, you know, and you'll you'll absorb who these people were and why they were important. Was Pat Benatar the most important person in music history? No, obviously, right? But and we do that together, by the way, you know. Part of our night is always watch Seinfeld or or something, or like I said, Back to the Future. I'll, I'll go look, but your history lessons can be fun too, right? We can I can because watching these movies and everything that goes. If you watch Back to the Future. Right. It's impossible not to absorb the 80s in the movie. They're making fun of going back to 1955. And if you watched it in 1986 or 87 or whenever it came out. um, You, you know, it would have seemed like a bit of time travel. But now just seeing the 1985 part. Right. Oh, people, people. That's I go, yeah, that's when people started to wear those, you know, or ride those skateboards. Um, you know, Huey Lewis and the news, the power of love. When did this come out? 85, 86, whatever it was, you know, with the movie. And, you know, uh, so there's, I think you can, for me with her at least, and I think everybody should probably take a note on that. Whatever you're into, it's just, um, if, if if it's music, I, I don't know, uh, I'm all about the music, of course I am, right? But if if it's, in some songs, I would, uh, you know, I'm not suggesting that, you know, you need, I'm not, I mean, the very, I would be hypocritical. I'm talking about video killing the radio star and I love the radio star, right? But now that we look back, it's just so easy to just put it in a bottle with a song, right? But like I said, like any, any artist that, come across our radar. I'll try to show her the video. Like I said, at night, we'll go Seinfeld. That's like 22 minutes. I, I have a half hour a night usually, and then have her read for 10 or 15 minutes. The half hour, I'll usually include a video or like an old Saturday night, night live clip with uh, you know, a classic clip. I don't know, Farley or someone who's passed away. Who's that? Well, that's Chris Farley. It's one of the funniest people. Definitely in the nineties ever. Here's his stuff, right? Here's Tommy boy. Here's, Oh, I see. Um, so, like I said i i one sec my cat's fucking meowing. Jesus one sec Here's
1: it.
0: Here's it. It's open jump in it oh my God, okay, anyway, maybe I've beaten that to death, but uh I don't know I don't know what the point was there is a little bit of Small bit of music knowledge. Oh, and I said something. That brings me to I hate passing on false information. And when it comes to music, I said, I don't know if it was on this podcast or Jason Greger's, but I said that Elvis wrote in the ghetto one of his best songs, and he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. It was uh Bob. Oh God, now I gotta see who wrote it. One sec. It was written by Mac Davis, yeah, yeah. Elvis didn't uh didn't write anything, really. He uh he's a great performer, and I love and it, yeah, I love everything about Elvis, and I think they gave him like co-redit credits on like three songs, and I think that was like, well, I don't know, maybe the colonel doing him a or trying to do him a solid. by giving him him credit. I really don't know, don't want to speak out of turn, but I know he didn't write much. And I thought he wrote In the Ghetto, which could be my favorite Elvis song. Although, although, it's tough to beat. What's my favorite Elvis song? I think Return to Sender. And if you like Elvis, but uh, you don't like the dated sound, uh, there's, there was a new album came out, like a series of them, like 10 or 15 years ago. Um, Elvis versus Span Cox it's like a I guess span Cox is like a DJ or whatever but they're kind of uh you know it's it's Elvis you know with with a dance vibe to it they're not they're not too like they're 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 along the same lines like some drums are added uh and it it doesn't veer too far off track of the, of the real song of the original song mm. anyway just to know Okay, so I can't remember what I was talking about. I just took a break. Like, uh, I had to get up and heat up my coffee. And this is like an hour later. I got distracted by a few things. By a few things. Ah, You know, the biggest one was I left the door to my lizard, a crested gecko to its cage open when I got up I said okay I'll spray some water in there I sprayed some water in but I left the cage open by accident and sure enough man it's like the cat the cats I got princess and Oreo two, kid, two, kid, two cats and I thought they were both outside I still didn't mean to leave the door open I got up get up my coffee Oreo's outside Princess was in under the bed, and sure enough, sure enough, I come out, and isn't the cat right there, right in front of the door, swatting away? If I was another 15 seconds, the cat would have been in at it. Listen to me. It's like an instinct. Well, it is is a fucking predator. It is an animal. (laughs) Oh, it's like an instinct. You'd never never know. However did they figure it out? Anyway. I still marvel at nature even in its most obvious obvious most obvious form. That being said, you know, I don't even what was I going to talk about in hockey? You know, do you really want to hear me analyze hockey? I'll talk about hockey next time somehow. My guest tomorrow by the way, Corey Hirsch, talking about hockey. Corey's fucking Memorial Cup winner, some members of a member of some legendary Campbell's Blazers team, ex NHLer, current broadcaster. He's got a lot to say, respected guy, former Western hockey leaguer like myself. And I've never come across Corey. I've played with players that have played with him. Um, and of course, against him. I hear good things, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I just reached out. I fucking hate asking members of the media especially at crazy times of the year, but we've had uh, some back and forths and he, this was a great time. So he's going to come out. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but getting back to it. So the show that I host with Gregor, we really analyze hockey a lot. And I mean, Oilers are obviously a little bit more than the, than the rest, but generally like we go all around the league. Um, you know, we have re- reporters from each market. I mean, I'm on there two days a week. He covers all of it, obviously, all week. But, um, you know, we really, really do analyze the game a lot. So I I do a lot of that on there. And I assume that we've gotten to this point, um, we being me and you, my listeners, without me really doing that much. I do like to talk about all things topical. Today we went off in a total different direction with the age of plastic and my love of a new age 1980 album that was relevant. I mean, half a century ago almost, but anyway, um, you know, so if you want to hear more of that Mondays, Thursdays, and it's on YouTube and then you can replay it on YouTube. So I think the Jason Greger show itself is two to six on Monday, you know, all week, uh, on sports 1440, and I'm on three to five, at least sometimes three to six, Mondays, Thursdays. And like I said, and it's if I'm not on, I know Sean Brown is a co host sometimes. Wednesday, they have a, a guest co host. Um, Mark Spector's on there a lot, Robin Brownlee, Andy Petrillo, uh, Strudwick, you know, so there's some great hockey slash sports minds with some guests. Like I said, I've and interview Warren Moon and Henry Burris and Trey Ford, amongst others. But those have been the most out of whack for me and interesting because I just never thought I'd inter- be interviewing football players, let alone CFL players. No slight to the CFL. I just don't know as much about it. Although I know those guys. I mean, I know enough to know what the Grey Cup is and, and who wins. And, you know, I just am not into it like, like I am the NFL. Maybe I should be, you know, doing this show in Edmonton. And I've started to pay attention. And I know that they have a long way to go. Ah, so this brings us to the end of, what's this, 171A. And I uh, appreciate all you guys for sticking with me. I'll be on Spit and Chicklets this week. And, um... Yeah, October 5th in Buffalo. Uh, Shorzy comes out on Friday, just a couple days. So, uh, and then hopefully we'll get to uh, do a season three. Depends on how you guys absorb this. I know the first season went over well. Hopefully the second does too. And uh, I'll catch you all on the rebound. I know that if you happen to be, if you guys happen to be in downtown St. John's, you're strolling around, and you have no idea where to go for a beer. You're looking around, you're like, what the fuck, where am I? I'd say, make your way over to George Street. When you're on George Street, why don't you start on the east side, start at Trinity Pub, go in and order yourself a drink. Depending on what day, they might even have a nice little appetizer there for you. At summertime, they might have a Market that might have some stand up comedy might definitely have a live band or a live artist. Make your way down the street, though. After that, check out Rob Roy Confusion. Maybe you're a student, maybe it's Tuesday. Maybe you want to be part of Toonie Tuesday at Rob Roy Confusion, right? Why not? Two bucks for a beer. I'm in now. Right across the street, TJ's Pub. TJ's got lots of great specials. My buddy Jeremy Barron or Summer Courtney, they'll make you a drink. And it'll be real good because they no other way around a martini. You know what I'm saying? TJ's is a lot of fun. There's some other great specials there. And I used to run TJ's. Not that long ago. I guess it would have been almost two years ago now. Ah, if you're going to go to TJ's, you're going to have one. I mean, you're going to make your way up the street. Next, you're going to come to Martini Bar. And if it's the weekend and it's at night, Martini Bar will be vibing. And uh there will likely be a decent band or some good tunes, place to go dance. You want to dance? You want to maybe uh, check out the scene? You know what I'm saying? You're single? You want to check out the scene? Maybe over to the Martini Bar late on a Friday or Saturday. Of course, keeping with the George Street theme and moving on up the street, right across, we have green sleeves and you can pretty much go to green sleeves whenever the fuck you want to go to green sleeves because green sleeves serves beer. It serves a lot of food, a lot of great food, serves drinks, of course, not just beer. And it usually has a live act at all hours that the open sign is lit up. And it is the cornerstone of George Street, Dick Hancock's baby that he started way back. The early 80s, where my dad used to go, where I go. took the amount of hours that I have put in there. It's probably more than any other bar on the planet. So, need I say more? Green Sleeps Pub. Check it out. If you want to move on up the street, you're like, you know what? It's time to get a cab, but I want to have one more drink. I want to have one more drink. And I want to sip on it. I want to hear some good music. I'd go on up to the Bull and the Barrel. The Bull and Barrel right above Jungle Jim's. The end of George Street or close to. You walk up the stairs. bypass Jungle Jim's, go up the stairs, take a right, and you will enter a music explosion. An explosion of music knowledge. You'll likely be in there with some musicians. And if there's not a band on stage, and if there's anybody on stage, they're guaranteed to be a legend. And if there isn't, you'll hear videos. You'll see videos like no other place I've been. My buddy Tino Borges runs it. And he, on top of being an incredible musician, is also has also an incredible knowledge of all music, not just classic rock, but we tend to focus on that. But he's a good friend. Tino and I go way back, and Tino's been making CDs and DVDs for years. Back before all this YouTube or anything, we used to make DVDs and go down there, and they would go in volumes, and I got a full volume to myself. I think it's volume number 48. And he would make them every week, and we'd go down on the Friday and or Saturday. Prime up there, maybe hit the street and then come back. But I always spend time at the Bull and Barrel because I love to absorb its drinks and its music. And the people are awesome. Check out the Bull and Barrel now. Of course, if you're in, you want to get a bite to eat and you've already checked out the menu at Greensleeves and eaten there a few times, or you just want us to get something different off of George Street. Of course, why not just bump on down to Water Street, not far. Go to Merchant Tavern, My friend Jeremy Charles or Jeremy Bonia. They will hook you up. Merchant Tavern has great food, great people. It's a good time. Food, folks, and fun like the old McDonald's ad. Now, of course, it's not just Merchant where I like to get a good four or five-star meal. Four or five-star, listen to me. Five-fucking-star meal. I go to Blue, Blue on Water, my good friend Jason Brake down at Blue on Water, where away from the action a little bit, take a friend or two. It's usually something on the TV, a game being played or a concert, or maybe you just want to talk to one of the very inquisitive, knowledgeable, and intriguing bartenders who work down there. It's a great staff. It's a great crew, it's awesome food, it's a nice vibe. That's Blue on Water, my favorite steak in town. And Jason Brake is a real good friend. And uh, I've never had a bad time at Blue on Water. And of course, last but not least, when it comes to food and drink consumption, if you're in East End of St. John's, and you want to check out somewhere for lunch, go into Wedgwood Cafe. Why not? Peter Wedgwood, he'll take care of you now. A lot of you didn't know about Wedgwood Cafe is that they also do catering. So for all your catering needs, and then some, check out Wedgwood Cafe, Peter Wedgwood, on Elizabeth Avenue. Now, how are you going to get there? you got to drive your fucking car, right? You're going to drive your car to one of these places? Then it's got to be running. So why don't you go check it out? If you check out your car, you like to get your oil changed. i like to get my oil changed. If you like to get your oil changed, and you want to go to Mr. Lube, there's two locations. Like one's on Camel Road and one's on Torbay Road. Live, laugh, lube, just like Chris Sparks I was getting married this weekend. Live, laugh, lube. And love, Sparky, love. Now, after all of this, you're like, you know what? I've had a drink at each of those places. I got up the next day, didn't have too bad of a hangover, walked it off, and then you know what? I checked out, I had breakfast at Merchant. I had an early brunch at Merchant, and then you know I went up and I ate at Wedgwood Cafe and then shut things down at Blue, and I've checked out all those places, everything that I've already talked about. I've had a drink at each place and a bite to eat, and I really like all of it, but I need something else in my life. I got my oil changed. Everything's good. I need something else. I want to. I want to strengthen my body and I want to strengthen my mind. Well, you know what I'd say to you? Look no further than Power Conditioning on Rope Walk Lane. Power Conditioning. Ryan Power works with uh, athletes, professional athletes, celebrities, civilians, kids, boys, girls, men, women. You name it. He's changed. Many lives for the better, for the positive. Like I said, strength and balance for the body and mind. Power conditioning, rope walk lane. You know what I use after a good workout? If I go somewhere like that, I love working out, but I'm getting older. And often I get bumps, bruises when I play sports. When I work out, they really bother me. So what I do is I use a pit bull pain relief stick. Pain sticks that just don't quit. I use them pretty much every day of my life. Check it out at pitbullpainrelief.com. The pain sticks that just don't quit. And of course, after all of this, I want to take a deep breath and I want to go, want to play some shinny with my buddies. Right? I want to play some shinny. What do I do? I go put on my hockey gear and then I break out my true hockey gloves my true hockey helmet and my true hockey sticks because i take what's mine true hockey take what's yours this has been tales with TR. i am your host i will continue to be your host and we'll see you in two days with corey hirsch I'll catch y'all at the rebound.